0: Welcome to What's Next, Cornette Global's podcast that puts members on the microphone with thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary.
1: Hi, this is Tim Benneville of Cornet Global. Joining me today is Shelly Wright, DEIB officer at Unispace. She's here to talk with us about a project that her company recently delivered, uh, a new arts field downtown Los Angeles office for global law firm, Oric that reflects Oric's culture of collaboration, innovation, inclusion, and community involvement. So thank you very much for being here today, Shelley.
0: Thanks, Tim. I'm so glad to join you and, and particularly glad to join you to talk about the exciting work we've gotten to do with Oric thus far.
1: Excellent. So as we get underway, if you would tell us a little bit more about your background and your role at Unispace.
0: Yes, yeah, so I'm the Chief Diversity Officer here at, at Unispace, and my background is, uh, you know, I think everyone has a fascinating background, and I w- and it would include kind of my journey in that as well. I have a background in media, entertainment, advocacy, um, and one might think, how did a former country music singer end up as the CDO at a global design build firm? Well, uh, Interesting that COVID kind of accelerated my stepping into this role, in that um, I was on tour when COVID hit, and uh, of course that came to a halt, as it did for all of my fellow touring musicians and artists. And um, because I had been doing DEIB work with in corporate spaces since I came out of the closet in 2010. Um, I just, uh, you know, I I really felt like the universe was talking to me and I made a very conscious effort to, uh, I said to my wife, I think I'm about to pivot. And so that's when Steve Quick and I began having conversations about his coming aboard Unispace and, and being their new CEO. And he asked me, uh, he said, what would you do if you were at Unispace? And I kind of put together a DEIB plan and he said, come on, let's do it. And any chance I get to work with Steve Quick is a chance that I hop at. And so uh, that's how I ended up here. And, you know, the skill set of what I did in my former career as a musician um, and also DEIB work, it's, it's actually the same skills uh, that I use every day, team building, change management, storytelling, story listening, um, and uh, you know just being getting in there and, and popping the hood and rolling up my sleeves and, and being part of the team. So we're, we're headed in some good direction. We have a lot of work to do, but we have made an incredible amount of progress around DEIB um, internally and for our clients in the past couple of years.
1: Okay, fantastic. So we're here today to learn about OREC's new office.
0: Uh, First, what can you tell us about uh,
1: the firm itself?
0: Yeah, so OREC is a global uh, law firm. They focus on technology, innovation, uh, intellectual property, tech, um, and they've been, I think they've, uh, I i would, I, my my memory fails me, but I, they've been around for a long time, a long, long time. They were uh, founded in San Francisco, and, and they're all over the globe in many, um, many locations around the globe. They, um, what struck me about Auric, when we began conversations prior to our, you know, being hired to do um, downtown LA and now Seattle and, and Portland as well. What struck me about them is that they were really forward facing around culture, DEIB, inclusion, and they they appeared to be doing more than talking the talk. They appeared to be walking the walk, and it felt to us at Unispace this was a great time for us to, to begin having conversations about a program of ours called Art for Impact, um, and they, uh, it, it resonated with them, and, and that I think is you know, one of the main drivers for, for the relationship and how it has uh, blossomed over the past couple of years. But they're a fabulous, innovative firm that um, you know, they push the boundaries uh, with their clients, uh, and internally as well.
1: Okay. So what were some of Warwick's main goals for the new o- office in Los Angeles?
0: Yeah, so they wanted to really um, take, you know, we were talking before about the opportunity that was COVID. Um, obviously, we all know the um, horrific kind of devastating effects that a global pandemic has on people, businesses, uh, corporations, um, communities. But there, there have also been some, dare I say, silver linings. And one of the silver linings that Aric uh, really recognized is the opportunity to accelerate workplace transformation in a way that we probably, Tim, wouldn't have seen for 100 years, frankly. Um, so they what they wanted to put a premium on was inclusion, Creating a space where everyone belongs, and also being okay, and 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 I, not just being okay with, but celebrating the fact that people will now work differently. Right. So presenteeism has always been kind of a a hallmark feature of uh, legal firms around the globe. If you're not in your seat, you're not doing the work. If you're not in the office, you must not be you know providing value to the firm. Um, Aurek made a conscious decision to pivot from that and to embrace hybrid working, to embrace the different ways that people work when they're in the office. And so you can see in this downtown LA space that we created on the 27th floor of the Wells Fargo building in downtown LA, you can see from the moment you walk in that this is a firm who did a full pivot. Um, so when you look at the what typically would be the corner offices uh, for the partners, they're no longer there. They've created more equitable space. Um, you know, they don't have the, you know, the 30 by 15 uh, partner office anymore. They have small, smaller spaces that are accessible to all. They have uh, created, you know, if anywhere in the office at in the in the space everyone has access to sunlight. That's rare, that's unusual. Um, they've created purposeful, intentional, collaborative spaces that kind of support mentoring, right? So where mentoring in law firm uh, spaces used to be a more junior associate standing in the doorway of a partner's office, trying to bend their ear and getting that last little bit of uh, you know mentorship, um, they they really created uh, spaces. They wanted wanted us to help them create spaces where people would naturally be drawn to kind of sit, get their laptops together, have a have a meal, have a snack and um, kind of protract that mentoring, uh, those mentoring moments, um, you know, in terms of what is on the walls, you know, art for impact. Uh, that's, that's our bread and butter with AFI. And, and, you know, I don't know if you'll be showing any images or sharing links during this podcast, but um, hopefully you'll be able to share the link to the video. Uh, it's four and a half minutes long. It's not long at all. It takes just a few minutes to watch, but it really shows how the um, what is on the walls and uh, the curated art pieces, whether it be a mural or a smaller art piece, that they were mindfully created to uh, ensure that everyone who walks through the door can see themselves in the space.
1: That all sounds fascinating, the layout of the look and the feel. And as you say, that is very different for a, a law firm that traditionally has been well uh traditional. So yeah. that, that's exciting.
0: Yeah, it it really is. And and you know, I ha- I had the great fortune of being, you know, obviously there, you know, not just as we created this, what we call a three-legged stool, which combines art, the the you know, the the space itself, the corporate entity. And local community nonprofits. Um, I, I was there obviously as, as we deployed this, which included a lot of engagement with the AI, with the RIC team. They convened an AFI committee as is, as, as, you know, kind of best practice as we lay this out. But Tim, I was also there as the artist painted the piece, the big mural piece. Um, I was there on the first day when the ARIC teams came back to the office, and it was, it was emotional. It was profound. It was, um, you know, one of the art team members said it was everything. It, AFI far surpassed their expectation. I rode up in the elevator uh, on the on the day that the pieces were installed, the murals. I rode up on the elevator with a gal who was a, a junior uh, partner, a junior uh, law associate. And she said, um, "I've never been in the space before. I'm I'm so excited. I I I couldn't I you know I couldn't wait for today. I can't wait to see the art pieces. And then that evening when we unveiled the murals, she approached me and she said, "I'm really actually quite emotional. She's an, an Asian woman, and she said, "I knew AFI was coming. I knew the artist that was going to be painting the mural. I knew everything about it. But the thing that makes me so emotional is finally seeing the pieces." and seeing on the walls of, of where I work, faces that look like mine, my mother's, my aunt, my sister, my daughter. She said it, it's it's really impactful and really emotional. It makes me really proud to work at Auric.
1: Wonderful, that's great to hear. So I do want to get back to the the ARC program in just a moment, Shelley. But tell us about the footprint, the overall footprint of the new office. Uh, is it a little smaller than before? About the same size? What, how does that factor in?
0: Yeah, it is. And and Tim, you know, no surprise to you. I know this is this is your jam, right? You're talking to people about real estate and how we reimagine it um, every day. I, the ARC downtown LA space is about. I think it's about fifty. Yeah, maybe if I had to be exact, I believe it's fifty-four percent smaller than it was before, and that is interesting and fascinating. Given they've had a twelve percent increase in their headcount, so again, back to those kind of partner offices, which sucked up all the oxygen in the room, right? Um, and th- and that was traditional. That that was, you know, I I want to I want to be careful to not malign partners. In you know having a big corner office, the reason why that that has been the case is because muscle memory, right? That's Mm -hmm. just how it's always been, and when we get in here with our clients and we do our strategy and kind of discovery work, we ask a lot of questions. Um, You know, you may have, you may, you may have. Uh, read or heard about a, a practice of asking? I think it's seven or nine whys, right? So when you're when you're digging into something, it's important to say why, and then that leads to an in question, why, why, and when you drill down on five, seven, eight, nine whys, we begin to understand that we do a lot of things in life just because that's the way it's always been done. And if you can drill down and and kind of ask those why's, sometimes you can hit pay dirt, and that pay dirt is, I don't know why we've always done it that way. It's kind of weird that we do. Why do we do it that way? Mm-hmm. And so this kind of real kind of curiosity and exploration that we've been a, able to have with our clients, kind of through a new lens, through a post COVID or still frankly during COVID lens, it's been fascinating to see how eager and open. Our clients have been to, yeah, let's break that. Let's let's kind of not just think outside of the box. Let's break the box, and and so uh, you know that that you know being able to kind of explore footprints and you know square footage that is different um, is is a really great opportunity. So they're they're doing really well with half the footprint, half the square footage and a few more people in the office, and, and, it, and it's working fine, and, and, and they're feeling what's, you know, what Aric is telling us is that it's actually bringing us together in in ways that that old traditional footprint wasn't.
1: Wow, well, that sounds like uh, not only a win-win, maybe a win-win-win, that sounds really good all the way around.
0: Well, well put, Tim,
1: well put. <laughs> So uh, I mentioned, I want to come back to art. So you you referenced this earlier and it's fascinating. In fact, I want to see it next time I'm in Los Angeles. Um, So I understand Unispace offers its clients, the the art for impact program. So everything you said before just really resonates with me, Um, but just tell us a little bit more about that. And, you know, maybe a little bit about Robert Vargas too, who's the, uh, you know, the the creator, the mural creator.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So Tim, I, you know, when when Steve and I began, Steve Quick, our CEO, and I began talking in the summer of 2020. You know, I obviously I, I care about DEIB and and have done this work with corporate clients again. You know, for the past 12 years, but I think I show up in the room first as a creative person, right? I show up as as an artist, and and one of the first things Steve asked me he said, you know, what would you do if you could do anything at Unispace? To kind of change help change the culture, advance DEIB, you know, especially through the lens of physical spaces in, in what we do at Unispace. I I proposed um an art for impact to him. And I, I hadn't called it Art for Impact. Art for Impact was kind of named uh, a few of us kind of a brain trust at Unispace. Once we realized we had a great client in Auric, we we quickly um we quickly Uh, identified, you know, how do we make this work with this client? And that's where the name Art for Impact was born. Um, But at that time, because all artists I knew were sent to the house, you know, we were all basically um, sent home out of work, couldn't have our gallery showings, couldn't do our concerts, you know, um, book tours were, you know, were were shelved. You know, I told Steve, I said that, you know, Creating physical spaces where people come to work, um, it's important that people feel that they are, that they see themselves. And moreover, they want to see their communities. So we know, Tim, and the data bears this out in the past couple of years we know that talent and potential talent have new expectations of their employers. They're not just saying, you know, what are my benefits? Um, you know, what do I get paid per hour? Per hour, what are my what are my hours? What are my salaries? They are asking questions like, what are you doing for the local communities? So people care more than ever about what their employers are doing to benefit local communities, local coffee shops, art programs, um, advocacy organizations, parks greenways what are you doing and so so that's how art for impact began is how do we mindfully intentionally at the beginning of a project focus on creating spaces where the community is part of it community considerations are part of it um considerations about deib are a primary component of design not an afterthought and i said steve you know It's it's quite something to walk into a space and have them say, yeah, go to our website to find out what we care about. Go to our DEIB page or our CSR page to find out what we care about. It's quite another to walk into a space where a primary component of design is art that is paid for, commissioned, paid for to diverse artists in that community. That's a, that's a big significant shift in how we think about creating spaces where everyone belongs. So so when we um, when we you know deployed AFI with Aric and they they said we want to do it, we love it. how do we do it? So a part of that um, part of how we do it is we get in early and we work together with them throughout the life cycle of the project to understand not just what the partners care about, because that this, this is there's a big chasm between what the partners care about and what the wider team at every level of the business cares about and it's again it's not uh, it's not nefarious it's not that they only put themselves first and that you know they're only looking out for themselves there's not a mechanism often for them to really understand and deeply know what their teams care about so we convene an AFI committee we get in and we have what we call discovery strategy sessions to surface the themes that those teams care about again it's it's far and wide it's administrative folks it's um Junior associates it's um, executive assistants it's people who do procurement people who you know it's it's everyone and we're able to kind of then surface and identify, a few of the themes that they care about. And with ARIC in downtown Los Angeles, they cared very much about Black and brown folks, about families and women, um, and, and about LGBTQ issues. So we were able then to take those themes and go externally, um, you know, to identify community partners, um, 501c3s, NGOs, agencies, and organizations that are doing work in support of those themes. And fortunately for us, Auric had an existing relationship with a fabulous nonprofit called A New Way of Life. And A New Way of Life, has a program to it's the family reunification project. So what it essentially does is works with women who are coming out of incarceration and helps them reunify and reconnect with their children in meaningful ways. And ARIC has a fellow um, and they've deployed uh, a, an attorney to do that work. Um, and so this was an obvious choice to build this partnership around. And so I, I contacted Robert Vargas, who cares a lot in his work. You can tell it in his body of work that he gives voice to women um, women who have been incarcerated, Indigenous people, LGBTQ people, and and you know Robert's mom actually is, uh, is an attorney, and so this work is really personal uh, to Robert. So when I brought together five, over a year ago, maybe 16 months ago, uh, we had a dinner in Los Angeles with Robert, um, some local community folks who drive this work, and the ARIC team. Um, we as we like to say we fell in love and we said we're doing this and 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 have we and boy have we done it <laughs> <laughs>
1: well it really sounds wonderful it's great to hear the the, the impact that it's already having there for Oric in that community
0: you know Tim I'll, I'll tell you when you build when you create a space um, you're not just creating it for the employees obviously they are chief among the 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 populations we're, we're trying to create these spaces for but we are our high mark our north star for auric and all of our clients who use who you know are interested in afi is to create a space in which where anyone who walks in that space whether it be their clients you know you know law clients from around the globe are walking into that space and i dare them to not ask what is that and also there's signage on the wall that helps explain it but Vendors walked through the space, and and I want to tell you that the day that we installed these uh, the art mural panels, which were, were painted offsite in downtown LA, these you know these construction guys showed up to help wrap and transport these panels. And when we got there at seven in the morning, I think there were about six or seven construction guys uh, to carefully transport these panels. They all walked in, Tim, and they stared at these panels for a few minutes, and they asked me what is this?
1: Mm-hmm. What's the what story does this here? mean? Yep.
0: And I told them the story and a new way of life and what Arik was hoping to achieve with this work. And one of the construction guys began to cry and he left. <laughs> and I asked his, his teammates there, I said, well, what's that about? And they said, well, when you're talking about family reunification and women getting out of prison, it really hit home. Yep. Yep. And it's the guy just- came back And he handed me his camera and he said, Will you take my picture by this mural? And when you talk about community impact and when you talk about art that has impact, that did it right there. That's what we're looking to do. We want, I I guarantee that that construction worker, that you know, that that guy with the hard hat and the and the bright orange vest on, he now knows the name Arik and he now knows the name A New Way of Life, and he now knows the name Robert Vargas, and he knows that three entities, and Unispace, he knows that four entities came together with intention to create and drive impact to uplift women who are coming out of the system. So I don't know if, it, if his daughter is in prison. I don't know if his, it was his mother who was in prison, but someone in his life has a story that connects to the work that we did with AFI. And that's powerful. That
1: is powerful. Wow, what a great story. Thank you for sharing that. And and I'm glad it did have that impact on him and his heart. So it's doing what it's intended to do.
0: That's right, that's right.
1: Fantastic. Um, One final question, Shelly, as we begin to sort of wrap up here, one other topic, um, and it's also about improving lives, uh, just as you've been describing, uh, sustainability. What, what an important topic. And so yeah. that new office that you described is already more sustainable simply because it's it's a little smaller. Um, but how else is the imperative for greater sustainability uh, reflected in Oric's in new office?
0: Yeah, great question. Yeah. So by the by by nature of being a smaller space, that is inherently um, we're headed in the right direction in terms of sustainability. Um, Auric really cares a lot about sustainability. And um, I, you know, I found myself going down the rabbit hole uh over the past couple of years, like we could do this, we could do that. Um, I'm ambitious, I'm an ambitious person, Tim, and I I, I feel that ambition and I dare I say urgency from this client, um, which is why they are you know, aiming for certifications, well, gold, and lead for, for these spaces. Um and that is that is their north star. And when you look at some of the kind of fabrics and the choices we were able to make, you know, the flooring, for instance, in the cafeteria where the rest of the AFI collection is—I don't know if I told you—but it's AFI was just is just more than just those Robert Vargas murals. There's another, um, I think, eleven pieces that were curated through AFI by other diverse artists, whether they be Asian, queer. Black and brown uh, people with varied abilities. Um, that is kind of the the center point of of this space. It's their cafeteria area. And the flooring in the cafeteria area is fully sustainable and so gorgeous, right? I think I've always had it in my head that, you know, anything kind of upcycled or repurposed might be,, um, you know, it might it might not be as amazing and you know, kind of luxurious and gorgeous. Um, But it really is. That's the cool thing about about the new mandate, right? The new mandate from COVID and what we've seen with natural disasters and climate change, people are really getting it together. And we have seen an acceleration in the um, opportunities to source materials, um, that are upcycled repurposed and and frankly just gorgeous so I can't wait to take you Tim around the space in downtown Los Angeles and anyone else who wants to see it let's go see it call me up we'll, we'll go see it it's a it's a shining example of uh you know setting aspirational goals and and meeting uh, many of the marks mm-hmm.
1: well I would love to do that Shelley thank you for that invitation we'll look for an opportunity to do it let's do it um as we wrap up what a pleasure it's been to talk to you today and see your energy your enthusiasm and just how much this project has touched not only you but all the people in in that office uh, what a great accomplishment congratulations to Oric and to you and the team at Unispace for making it happen
0: thanks Tim you know again AFI has been such a fantastic uh, initiative for us at Unispace every discipline within Unispace has touched AFI and, and you know, when we look for ways to really um, create purpose and value and, and pride in what we do at Unispace, we look for things that everyone can ha- kind of have their hands on. It, we have all passed the baton on this and we feel incredibly proud to, to have done this work with such an incredible client like Auric. And, and if I might, Tim, I'd love to end with um, talking just briefly about how much Cornet's partnership uh, thought partnership and thought leadership around DEIB has meant to me personally in the past couple of years. Uh, the roundtable that you convened last summer in uh, in Chicago, with uh, you know for a couple of days with ten or twelve people who care a lot about this and are, are looking to not just think outside of the box but break that break that box. Uh, it's just um, it's really meant a lot to me, and I love being part of the Cornet community.
1: Fantastic and same back right at you. We appreciate uh, the relationship and the collaboration that we've had with you and the Unispace team and look forward to, to more as we move along.
0: Let's get it done. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> Have a great
1: one. You too, Shelley. Thank you. Bye
0: bye.
1: This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org to learn more.